top, we top the top From the shots that's called to the tomahawks To the league boss and the ones who lost Give it to me once, I don't drop the ball To the home runs that was out the park Kershaw when I'm pitching off Kobe the Howard, he looking soft LA Rams in the city, y'all Got special guests, got breaking news Come top the top with Chatterbox We got it all with Chatterbox Come to Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. We are recording live from the basement of UNLV. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, and with my other host, Alex White. Hello, hello. How's it going? Pretty good. Do you know the first thing I said to myself when I woke up this morning, and that was so weird because I probably shouldn't have. As soon as I woke up, I was like, is there an Aviators game today? No. I thought about it and was like, and then of course I thought about my schedule and was like the 21st through the 24th. Oh, okay. Never mind. So that's good. You're so, excited. <laughs> I'm super excited. Super duper excited. Um, I was actually supposed to be <sighs> working on that right now and realized that I might have had training trickle into today's show and I was like, so do I cancel the show? Do I reach out? Like, what what do I do? So I reached out to see if I can get my training moved up uh, earlier this morning. And he was like, just go ahead and like, just come in tomorrow at the same time. And I was like, okay. Okay, nice. cool. So that worked. Oh, yeah. We don't, uh, we don't cancel the show. Yeah, we had, I think we had that one cancellation and that was the, the stadium walkthrough. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, aside from that, I was thinking about it too, because if I did have to cancel, I was going to say we had two cancel shows. Both were because of the aviators. Yep. <laughs> Both times. So it would have been interesting. Um, so, yeah. But we're here. We're live. Uh, have a lot to talk about this morning. Um, yes, we do. More announcements. Oh, I have to show you something. Yes, we do. And it's it's kind of weird, huh? The vibe today. I mean, it's gloomy out. Yeah. It's empty. <laughs> Campus is empty. Our summer classes, did they start? They start today. Okay, because I saw some classrooms full. They start today. That is crazy. Let me see if I can find this picture for you. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Because even though you can't really respond to it on the air, that's what somebody kind of prepped for us. Wow. We have big plans. Nice. <laughs> I, I literally just got out of a meeting right now. We have big plans coming up. Um, that is awesome. Opportunities. Opportunities galore. That just got me really excited. Actually. Oh, I'm geeked right now. I'm so geeked. <laughs> I'm so geeked. Um... So, what was I about to say? I think we're starting with, um, actually, where I think I'm going to start. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where to start. I'm going to start off with a, con with a couple of congratulations, but it's grass season. It's grass season. Yes, it is. So, congrats. I almost said happy birthday. But congratulations and happy graduation to everybody who have graduated, what, in the past week or so? Or will graduate in the future week or so. Um, man, I, I may... It's funny because somebody told me they were coming out to Vegas, um, I think for EDC. And I was like, okay, cool. That's great. And then I was like, okay, cool. Like, we I'll make sure that we link up, whatever, whatever. And then I think two days after that, I thought about it and was like, oh, like this weekend, I'm supposed to be trying to do a little turnaround trip. But nobody knew because it was supposed to be a secret. So <laughs> because uh, my friend Carla from Cerritos. Uh, she's graduating from Cal State Long Beach as well, but um, shout out to her boyfriend Chris because he was he's graduating as well, and he 
didn't have any clue that she was planning like a graduation party for him. So I was trying to figure out like how I was going to get down there. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So like the, me and her was trying to figure it out. She had been planning, I think for two months, uh, maybe even longer. Me and her have been talking for maybe two or three weeks, trying to figure out what I was going to do. I think my plans changed in terms of how I was going to get there like twice. Um, and then, like I said, and it's weird because I can't really ask people for their opinion on it and like their ideas for what I should do because nobody was supposed to know I was going. Right. So I, I, we ended up working it out. I think I ended up working it out the day of. I think I was actually en route already and still trying to find out like, yo, so how can we still work this? Okay, so you did make it. You I did, did make it. You did go to the grad parties. Con- yes, Congratulations to both of them. Yes, congratulations to them. Um, my mom had a uh, had a candle party. And um, it's ironic enough because I wasn't sure if I was going to get there in time. So it's definitely one of those things. My dad knew I was trying to come. So it was one of those things where I was like, I'm trying to get there in time to where I could show up and just walk into her party and have her kind of freak out. Um, wasn't necessarily like... I think at first it said I was going to get there at 4.30 and her candle party was from 1 to 4. Sure enough, I think I got there at 1.30 and I think I walked in at like 2 something. Okay. Almost 3 something. So I was like, cool. So you surprised your mom? I did. I have a picture too that I'm not sure if you've seen yet, but. I think I did. I think that's why I texted you. I'm like, are we still on for the show? Yes. Yeah, that was the picture. I came back that night. Okay. I came back that night. Wow. That's a. It's a tough turnaround. That was, I was in LA for 20 hours. Came right back. And I wanted to shoot a podcast on Sunday because we was going to be two in a week. And I was like, I am tired. Yeah. I don't think I went to sleep until past 7 a.m. I woke up at three. And then you know how my how my sleeping pattern is. So I, I was kind of sitting there like, I really hope that I'm not up until four in the morning because I got to be up for a radio show. We got interviews. I got training. I had so much to do. I'm like, I can't do this. I think I still went to sleep around midnight. So I think I was up for all of nine hours on a Sunday. Oh, my gosh. That's that's what that trip did to me. I was that's, just I was off. That's OK. So uh, follow us on our social medias. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are at Talk That Talk LV and Facebook is Talk That Talk Radio Show. Um, you guys had fun last week. You guys started the podcast the <laughs> next um episode of the odp yes yes and that'll be up that soon. is funny that conversation was uh the, the conversation is is uh, well, i'm trying to think of the word it's like it's perfect for i guess if you've never listened to the podcast i actually do recommend going to this one uh roman's working on getting it up right now but i actually do recommend uh listening to this one because it's completely different from this radio show right and that's when you realize, oh, you guys are on a college campus. Like, you guys are college kids. Like, oh, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. So that's the conversation. That's the time where we have the conversations that happen on this college campus. It's the conversations that we always have with each other. It's the interactions that we have. Except now we just got a camera in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're, we're going to let you guys in on it. But um, interesting. Very, very interesting. And since this is a sports show, um, rosters were, t- were, were talked about. Okay. Um, and that's where I'll leave that. But uh, it was a very, very fun show. Um, shout I'm out excited. to Aaliyah. There's, there was five of you. Yes, so I was just about awesome. to start. I was just about to try to go down the list right now. But um, we had a lot of people in the room. But shout out to Aaliyah. Shout out to Ivy. Shout out to Duna. Shout out to Daryl. Uh, shout out to Lucius for being behind the camera. Shout out to Alex for being behind the camera from uh from Rebel Riot. Um, yeah. I mean, 
again, it was a family affair, so it's always fun to see those. Good, good. Well, I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, okay, so do we want to start with a tip-in? Does your mom have? Yes, she just sent me an extra one, or not just sent it, but she sent it this morning. Um, just don't give up trying to do what you really want to do. Where there is love and inspiration, I don't think you can go wrong. Boom. Thank you, Mom. Yes, thank you. I needed that one. Um, okay, and then we had the Rebels. We had their last. Yes. Oh, man. Their last series. Bitter. Ah, is it bittersweet? Uh, you know what? I, I guess. I guess you could say that. But the team backed their way into the postseason, and that was the verbiage that was used on Friday night. Friday night from the Fresno State um, um, announcer for the radio broadcast. Um, he actually said that because he was kind of breaking down the possibilities. Obviously, three, four, and five was us, UNR, and San Jose State, I believe it was. Um, and UNR was actually done. Their season was done. Their 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 record was locked in. I think it was fourteen and seventeen. Um, San Jose, they had two more games to play. I believe it was. They were thinking the middle of playing, or they had lost that day. Um, so UNLV essentially win a game, you're in. Right. Problem is. You're playing the number one team in the Mountain West. Right. Um, and I think I had looked at their last 18 games. They were like 14-2 or maybe 15 games. It was like – or 16 games. It was like 14-2 and 1 or 14-1 and 1. And I was like, They're what good. is happening right now? They're really good. And they jump on you early. And it, it's like by the end of the third inning, you kind of look up and it's like, well, what just happened? Yeah, Thursday and Friday night, they had four runs in the first inning. It's just, I don't know what, they have they have, they have have major league hitting on that roster. And they're, remember how we were talking about the Chihuahuas, I believe it was? Yes. It was El Paso, correct? Yes. They can hit. And it's one of those, like, even every time they get a hit, it's just like, wow, you grind, you grind out every single at-bat. Yes. And it's just one of those things where when you kind of watch it happen, it's like, how much do you tip your cap to the other team? Because for people who do not know, UNLV lost all three of the games, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. However, this is why I said it was somewhat bittersweet, because even with the loss on senior day, last game of the year, UNLV declared, or declared, um, why, why am I drawing blanks? That meeting messed me up. Um, Punched his ticket, and I'm really about to get upset because somebody text me this, please. Or somebody go to Twitter or something. I almost said declared. Clinched. Clinched. I, I, you, you heard me kept saying click, click. Yeah. Thank you. They clinched a spot in the Mountain West Championship. Thank you. What is going on? So, anyway, clinched the spot. Here's the other difficult part because now I don't know how this how this goes. Prior to the season starting, I told you I had an interview with Stan Stolte and um, a part of my coach's spotlight series for uh, the free press. And one of the questions that I had was, as great as this team is, when you look at the roster, when you look at the schedule last year, played eight games against San Diego State, one and seven, including, I think, losing the last five to them. And I think I think two of the uh, – or they ended our season last year. So – yes. Ironically enough, when you see the way everything shakes out, if I've already said that that Fresno State is in number as the number one uh, in the number one spot, once San Jose lost on Saturday, we knew we were in. So they actually lost in the middle of our game. So I'm not even sure if Stoke even let the team know because I wouldn't have. But um, I'm not even sure if he knew. 
that's kind of interesting to kind of find out too. I, maybe I'll reach out. But um, it's funny because when I originally saw the placement, I was like, watch it shake out that way. Because even even though UNR hadn't played or they had played all of their games, once UNLV got in, I was trying to think about that Friday night and what the announcer was saying. And I was like, what was he saying? What was he saying? So he was like, if UNLV backs in, UNLV actually leapfrogs UNR. I was like, okay. So then who's in the second? Wow. And I thought about it and I was like, San Diego State. Yes. Isn't it funny how sports work? Yes. It's just like we had this conversation how many months ago? Yeah. And we were talking about this team. And one thing that he said, and, and I, what did I say when I mentioned uh, Coach a couple of weeks ago? I was talking to him about um, about uh, something that the team was doing well. And I told you, he was like, well, cool. Since we got that down, let me talk about what we need to do right. And that's just the person that he is. He He appreciates the good, but it's like, okay, cool. Now that we got that down, let's try to better something else. And when I mentioned San Diego State, he was like, oh, well, yeah, like, we played them tough, whatever, whatever, said everything he was supposed to say. And then once he was through with it, he was like, but if we want to get to the next level, we have to go through them. This is your shot. So now they go to well, it's Reno, right? You, yeah. That's where. Yeah, I am about to say it's up north. So I'm not going to lie. I mean, I love sports stories, and Coach Stothe has a history at UNR. Why not get the San Diego State monkey off your back at UNLV at UNR? Shock everybody and win the Mountain West Championship as a three seed. Hey, I, you never know. You never know. You never And a lot of people, even, again, I'm going to keep talking about that broadcast, but the uh, Fresno State um, radio broadcaster said a couple of times, he was like, they they have some major league hidden in this UNLV lineup too. And he was saying, and he was like, if um, all plays out, and he was like, and if he gets a chance to play in the Mountain West Championship, he said UNLV would easily have the first player in the conference off the board in the draft easily and he was talking about Bryson Stott right so I mean it, it's it's known so I wonder how many teams especially well which one of those teams Fresno State not have, probably after the series or San Diego State didn't want UNLV in simply because of, like I said it, it's a pesky team very interesting and um I believe UNLV beat them the first series right in mm, Fresno State yes. two out of yes two out of three yes something about the road though yeah. Something about the road for UNLV, and that's what's funny because it was the opposite. It was the exact opposite with Fresno State. Took care of some – same thing with New Mexico. Took care of business on the road. When it was home, it was right. a little different. Um, so, I mean, hey, the San Diego State situation is neutral ground. Yep. Um, Stolte has the home field advantage regardless of what he's wearing. Um, I, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. I actually do. Good. And good luck to those uh – Hustlin' Rebels, yes. the UNLV baseball team, and Coach Stolte. Um, hopefully, yeah, that would be awesome if they won the, the tournament. I I would like to look up when the last time was. That's a good question. That is a very good question. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to look that I was up. I say, yeah, let me see if I can work on that, but um, plenty to talk about. Okay, so we have to get to the NBA NHL playoffs still going on. I have to get your take and see if you still feel the same way about certain series. Okay. Um, but anything else we got to uh, – <laughs> anything uh, else for this week? We do have Aviators, four games. Yes, Tuesday yes, yes. through Friday. 
Looking forward to those. I mean, I had a nice week off, but I'm ready. Obviously, you know, you're ready to get back at it now, Yeah, huh? you know when it's just been a little too long and you're like, all right. Way too long. Way yes. too long. I, I mean, nah, go ahead. Never mind. Because <laughs> I was about to say, I definitely know how it feels to like feel like you're twiddling your thumbs and you're just kind of sitting there like, okay, I got to figure out something to do. Right. Like that's, I think that's the scariest place to be in when you're kind of sitting somewhere and you're like, I have to do something. Right. You're like, okay, I caught up on sleep. Now, uh, now what do I do? I need to do something productive, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, you came, you were late to the game on Friday, but my friends Super late. did sing the national anthem and they killed it. And I'll give them another shout out because they'll be at Honey Salt tonight again, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Shout out. Um, birthdays, anything else we got? Where are we at? We are in... Oh, congratulations to two of my seniors. They did graduate this weekend. Shout out. Gabby Grass season. Carly, yes. Um, Birthdays? I don't think so. I don't think so either from my end. No, I don't think so. You ready to talk about uh, something else that you called? Um. Yeah, it's definitely going to bleed into after the break, but sure. Um. <laughs> okay, this is crazy, and I am going to get that clip after this. That's hilarious. So I have to figure out, when did Magic... Resign. Yes. Cause that's About when... a month ago? Because it was the end of the season, so it was the last game of the year. It was against Portland, I don't remember. Okay, but, about, a uh, no, about a month ago. So that's where I'll start when I'm looking for <laughs> our audio, because I asked you, I said, what, what happened? What do you think? What's the reason behind this? <laughs> and you said what? I said it had to be Rob Palenka. Yes, you did. I guess we can say that this is a partial. It's out there now. But I thought this was so funny. And I just saw this before I came in here. But somebody on Twitter said, Magic woke up and took a couple shots of Hen this morning. And for anybody who doesn't know, Hen is Hennessy. And I thought that was so funny. I'm trying my best not to laugh right now. Because <laughs> I was listening to it this morning. And when I was getting ready, I forgot what I was doing. I was getting ready. And for any listeners that don't know yes. what he was listening to, Magic Johnson went on first take with Stephen A. Smith and Max. Yes, Max and Kellerman. And uh, you know what's funny? And, and Molly Karam Rose. And it's funny because when I heard it, I didn't think I heard it because I. <laughs> I always, I've always looked at Magic, and I told people this before. I think I said it on this show, especially being from L.A. I look at Magic as, like, the godfather. I do. I look at anything you want to do in the city, I feel like if you get that blessing, right? nobody in the world can tell you anything in that city. And I truthfully feel that way. So um, people ask me all the time, like, of course, Summer League, like, who were you kind of geeked to see? I tell people all the time it was two names. Shaking Jerry West's hand was, I didn't have words for. Right. And to know that Magic was as cool as I was raised to believe he was did enough for me. But I told you, even in telling that story, I remember vividly, and I will never forget it, when I had, because I had spoke to Magic in the back when he first walked in. And when I was going up to the front, um, I had seen uh, Mr. West take a seat. And when he took his seat, I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is my opportunity. I'm going to go say something. And when I went to go shake his hand, I shook his hand and I kind of like did like a like 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 a, a, a somewhat of a bow. And I was so happy because I heard Max tell a couple of stories about him recently, too. And he kind of tried, almost tried to grab my hands and try to like kind of lift me up. And I was like, I kind of snatched my hands away. Like, if you don't let me do what I'm doing. And he was like, I appreciate like like I'm appreciative of it. And I was like, 
you're the logo. Like, right. that's you in the middle of the floor right now. Do you see that? And he, just a humble guy. And when I turned around and I saw uh, Magic again, Magic had shook his hand. And I forgot what it was, but I don't even think I said anything in that moment. But it was just me being right there. I kind of just took it in. And right. I was just like, I'm going to watch. Like, this is just... Doc Rivers was right there. Like, it was crazy for me. So you already know the, some of the people that I hold near and dear in my basketball heart. So Absolutely. I'm looking at it like, you're here right now. And in, in the midst of all of that, I'm looking over shoulders, and I see somebody trying to, like, peek in. And I told you right afterwards, I was like, I don't know. The face looks familiar. But I don't know who that person is. I know for a fact I've never said a word to him. So whatever. I'm going to let it just, I'm going to let it breathe. It took me to realize once Magic was like, I guess right before he had resigned, it was a little bit of a stir about uh, Luke. And I think that's when it kind of said it because I said it on the show and was like, it was Rob. Like it was Rob that was so interested in what we were talking right. about that day. So if you were over his shoulder like that, that when I could see it, what were you doing when he wasn't there? Because I saw that. And you got a, can you find that clip you, too? You got a bad vibe. It was instantly, a, it was a, yeah. And I was like, because the first thing I thought was like, he was looking at me like, "What are you over there talking to him for? Relax, chill out." I don't feel the need to answer the question anyway, even if he did ask. So I'm crazy. talking to Magic. It has nothing to do with you. That is the clip I'm finding. I wasn't talking to him anyway. So anyway, to see that somebody said that Magic woke up and took a couple shots of hand this morning, I thought it was funny because I forgot what the question was. It was like, why? Why did you leave? Whatever, whatever. And I think the the answer was blatantly because of Rob. And when I when he said it, I, was, I think I was getting ready. And when he said it, I was like, hmm. It was very blatant. It hmm. was Okay. And then, like, 15 minutes later, when when uh, Stephen A. Smith was like, well, when you talked about betrayal, like, who do you feel betrayal from? Like, does Magic Tr Johnson feel betrayed? And if he does, who in the Laker organization betrayed him? Magic took, like, t 10 seconds to pause. And he was like, well, and I think he was going to say nobody at first. And when he was like, well, when you use the word betrayal, it's only Rob. I was like, yo, all right. So he doubled down. Yes. And Magic is too smart of a businessman, too smart of a human being. And I think, I think, I don't want to say I know him well enough, but I think I've encountered certain things enough to believe that he stands where he stands. So if he doesn't want certain things to get out, they won't get out. There's a reason why he wanted this to get out. Right. There's a reason why he was blading about it and was like, nah, this is the reason. Nah, just him. So what happens next? What do you think? That is a good question. And I have it too. And is <laughs> it funny? Because the only thing I keep thinking about is I can't wait to see Magic at Summer League. Uh, that's it. That's, that's, all, that's it. That's it. Crazy, crazy morning. Um, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2. When we get back, we got to talk about are the Warriors going to sweep the Trailblazers? And I need to see if T still stands with his Raptors taking the series. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Chad Warren, Executive Director of the UNLV Alumni Association. Being a rebel is an honor and hard-earned privilege, one that only 115,000 fellow rebels share. 
Your UNLV Alumni Association represents all alumni and promotes ways for alumni to help alumni. We proudly welcome the class of 2019 to the UNLV alumni family. Learn how you can get involved at unlvalumni.org. That's unlvalumni.org. Go Rebels! Were you born from 1945 to 1965? People born during these years are five times more likely to have hepatitis C, but most people don't know they are infected. So even if you try to eat right, exercise, and take care of yourself, you can still have hepatitis C, a serious liver disease that often has no symptoms. In fact, people can live with hepatitis C for decades without feeling or looking sick. But over time, hepatitis C can cause serious health problems, including liver damage, liver failure, or even liver cancer. Getting tested is the only way to know if you're infected with hepatitis C. That's why the CDC recommends everyone born from 1945 to 1965 get a blood test for hepatitis C. Treatments are available that can cure this disease. So talk to your doctor about getting tested. It could save your life. A message from the CDC. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2. I'm Alex White, here with Terrell Emerson, but we like to call him Chatterbox. Follow me on social media at Alex White with two E's, and you can find him on Twitter at Sir underscore Chatterbox, C-H-A-T-T-E-R-B-O-X. Okay, so before we get into the NBA, you wanted to, make a sh- you wanted to give a shout out, and that is to Lauren and her husband Eric and that is yes. because shout out last monday you and them said you guys were calling the sweep for the bruins yes so, and 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 it's looking like the bruins um on our way to a title yes that's surely what it looks like huh so can we just root for game 7s for on the other side i'm serious i want that to come true it's going to happen with the Sharks and the Blues. I'm, I'm telling you. It's going to game It's bound seven. to happen. And they have gotten some of... Are you going to talk about the cause since you're a hockey girl? Um, can you? I um, I missed the one, the overtime. There there was one, like, a particular goal call. They were saying... I know, like, every goal gets reviewed. Um, I would have to double-check. Hold on. I would say I would have to double-check the specifics, but... I was just talking more so in the fact of the, them looking like the luckiest team. Oh yeah, in the last, sheesh, in hockey and ooh, they might be the luckiest team in hockey. The year that Nashville went was relatively okay. lucky. They yes. were they were rel- they had some moments there. They were like okay, could have went either way, but um, the, I'm I swear like every time it's like a crucial call, it just seems like it goes to them, and hey. it's just like. What's going on right now? It happened with the Knights. It happened with the Avalanche. And then the other night, I believe it was Wednesday. With the Blues. With the Blues. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, Now the (laughs) Blues are up 3-2 in the series. And it's going 7. And it's going 7. And it's going 7. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Lauren and Eric again for uh, calling that sweep. Yes. Finally met them in person, too. Yes. So, finally did that as well. What day was that? was Friday. Yep. That was the game. Friday. Uh, So... What were you asking? How crazy is it? The Islanders sweep the Penguins, right? Mm -hmm. And then they get swept by Carolina. And then the Bruins sweep Carolina. What does that say? Shout out to Carolina. Just, I mean, I just want to, congratulations. Yes. 
I'll, I'll give you guys that. Um, I'm I can't get over the Capitals. I just can't. I just the the Caps and the Knights in the first round. Yes, was just like. Wait a minute, what? So I wonder when's the last time that happened. When the two teams that went all the way got put out in the first round. That is that is a good a good question. Hmm. Maybe you could have used that as an alternative stat. Hopefully I wouldn't not making my life harder in the future. What you looking at? The brackets? Yeah, just making sure I got those right. Oh. Who was who was swept? Um so are the Warriors gonna sweep? Hey, yo. Um, we got game four tonight. Factual. Remember when I said that my 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 earliest two out there now was Blazers and seven? Because I said, and I asked you, or when you asked me like why, I was telling you, I don't even know if I really believe it. It was more so just me betting on Dane. Right. And me betting on a tremendous sports story that would have been crazy to see. Um, they had their shots. Game two and game three were their were their shots. Yep, absolutely. If they were be up two one right now, I would probably hold true and be like maybe in seven still. But what I will say is for the reasons why I said they were gonna win this. Well, I shouldn't even say that because I even even when I got through with it, I was even like, that's an emotional pick. Right. Like that's a hundred percent an emotional pick. Basketball tells me that the, that the that they should win, that the Warriors should win. Um, but I thought it was interesting only because. The things that I said held true. And the reason why I say that is because if those two things would have been or if the, if they would have won games two and three, the two things would have been right. Right. Because I said at some point Seth was going to catch fire in the series. Yes, he did. That second game, he caught fire. 16 points, four steals, all from his brother. Even in game three, he, he caught fire again. And I said Dame was going to catch fire in Oracle. Dame had a stretch. In that game, too, I think it was in that third quarter after he struggled in that first half where he came down and hit back-to-back threes and then I think got to the cup the last time. That was eight points in a matter of, like, it was less than two minutes. Right. So if they would have won game two, that would have been Dame getting hot in Oracle. And then if they would have won game three, that would have been them taking advantage of Seth Curry's game. That was that was the game that we will forever know is the Seth game if they get that win. Right. And they didn't. So now that I look at it that way, and I look at those particular games because of what I said. Those two reasons why I said that they were going to win the series, if they were to win the series, would be those two players having big moments in those key situations. They blew those two those two key situations. Right. Series is over. It series was, is over. It was tough to watch because that first half of game two, they played out of their mind, like guarding and you know defense. But I knew that they were going to gas out. Like, can yeah. they handle doing this a whole game? No. And and granted, CJ was right. I think after the first game, he said that uh, a lot of the opportunities he was getting, he just, they weren't falling. It was the same spot, uh, his same spot on the floor that he really, really liked. Um, I just want to point out, because as a person who's dealt with bruised ribs before, yeah. uh, shout out to Jarrell, who's actually, who gave me the bruised ribs. But um, it it's hard to breathe just it's hard to inhale so to up to be up and down that floor and then to see the play that it happened right Kavon Looney is a large human being so when he landed and then to know that they're separated so to see him land on him like that and to kind of know 
and obviously having my rib injury to know what the ribs are and where they are and to know that he separated at number one and then to see the way that he fell on him, I feel like I can almost gauge how it went and like what shifted. Yeah. I don't see how he's playing. I don't either. I don't see because once you get that shot up, oh my gosh, bro. Like, how are you even pulling that off? So, shout out to Dame, I guess, for playing through it. But, I mean, right. at some point, it's like, I know you can't breathe right now. I remember watching a Monday night game with my dad. The Cowboys were playing the Redskins. When Tony Romo got hurt and he was holding his side, I was like, hmm. I was like, something something happened. I was hoping it wasn't his back, but he was holding his side. And I was like, something's not right. But he was holding kind of high up. And my dad was like, oh, that's a rib. Like, that's a rib. And I was like, okay, so he left the game for a little bit. He came back and played. They said that they think it was a bruised rib or something at the time. Ended up finding out that it was a cracked rib. And when the rib cracked, it punctured his lung. That is so crazy. How did Tony Romo continue that football game? And the Cowboys won. So crazy. Like, how did you play with a cracked rib, number one? How did you play with a punctured lung? So Dame Lillard shooting five for 18. There's going to be some people that are talking about it. Let me see you get a shot up like that. Yeah, where you absolutely. feel like your rib, your side is literally like it's and and it's it's so it feels so tight like on the side because it feels like you can't breathe, but really it's just it's too much. It's too much. So separated ribs, playing against the Warriors, being yes. the number one option. Yes, he's going to have nights where he shoots five for eighteen. Yes, because of that, will he probably they probably get swept? Yes, I was rooting for him too. I was really hoping in my heart to see six. Give me six games. Yes. Give me six solid games. And you know, even out of those six games, the Warriors are probably going to get one lashing on them. But outside of that, it's like I was hoping that they could keep it close. Um, They need help. Man, I'm going to continue to say it. Mello. I don't know how much Mello would have actually helped. But if Mello was in Portland – it would be a lot easier to throw the ball to Melo and be like, everybody move for a second. Just clear out. Yeah. Just let Melo do his thing. And he's not there. By the way, somebody on Twitter said that they're getting tired of Melo and his little like workout videos. That was funny. I got Somebody was like, he's getting on my nerves now. I, <laughs> I need to see them. I think he's wearing a beanie now. So now like beanie Melo is like trending. trending. Right. It's, come on, Melo. So funny. Okay, so the Warriors are actually favored in Portland, they are minus three and a half. The way that the series is going, they should cover. I mean, me wanting to see good basketball, Portland pulled this one out. Don't go home in Portland, but yeah, I, I, I could I could see Golden State uh, covering that one. I'm probably doing it handily. Crazy, they are. And keep in mind, Kevin Durant still has not been back. Keep in mind, Kevin Durant has still not stepped foot on the court keep in mind and i say the day after that kevin durant tours achilles they're just not telling anybody and they're playing fine they're going to play fine they had to they a lot of them i don't want to maybe this is too much but a lot of them in their mind had nobody wants somebody to get hurt especially a teammate by by any means a lot of those players have already had it in their mind if clay is still there he knows that Kevin isn't going to be there. Right. If Dre is still there, he knows. I shouldn't say Dre because what they call Iggy Dre. But if Draymond is going to be there, he knows that Katie's not. 
or at least for the most part. So they've already understood that next season they're going to have to go back to what they did before anyway. So that moment when Steph, Steph probably told on himself, or not on himself, but on the team, without really knowing that he told on the team, maybe he did. But he said when it originally happened, they obviously weren't smiling at the injury, but the timeout after KD got hurt, when they got in the huddle, he said he kind of looked around and they smiled at each other like, it's my day ones. Okay, back to basketball, fellas. The, the and that's what it turned into. Splash Brothers. And that's what it turned into. Yes, it did. And, and and they are playing as if, hey, I mean, when Draymond told you in November, we don't need you. I mean, it's it's looking like for the West, he's right. But let me tell you something. You're going to need him for whoever you play in the finals. You're going to. That is true. That is Definitely very, gonna need him. very true. I think so. Now, if they get to the finals, because, again, regardless of who they play, whichever one. If they get to the finals and they take out the Eastern Conference, whoever's from the Eastern Conference, in five games, all right, Golden State, y'all got it. If they can do that without KD, y'all got it. Y'all got the whole thing. Best team I've ever seen with my eyes. Yes. If they do that, for sure. What's What are you thinking? You think that'll go to a game seven? Whoever? Yeah. Out of the East? I actually had Toronto winning, remember? Because of Kawhi. I thought Kawhi would neutralize KD. And that would be like the part where, and I think KD is the best player in the world. I just thought that his foot, if he have one foot out the door, wouldn't expect to kind of get that that bum rush. But um, so are you still standing? The Raptors win. I almost cursed. Absolutely, absolutely. Because like I said, you gotta understand. Because I texted you after game one too, and even told you because I thought game one was gonna be the ugly one, and it still ended up turning out Milwaukee winning by a healthy margin. But what did I tell you? I told you after game one. And you, I think you even asked me through text. You were like, are you still holding true? Yeah. And I was like, yes. Because what did I tell you? That first half gave me all the confidence in the world. Yes, yes. It gave me all the confidence in the world. You guys didn't finish it, but guess what? That's game one. They're at home. They're supposed to get that one. They're not supposed to be down at halftime to you guys. They're not supposed to be down 30 to 18 in the first quarter to you guys. Regardless of where you guys are seated, that's not supposed to happen in game one the way that they've been playing. They've lost one game and they've played nine. Right. So last night was crazy. Double overtime. Yes. And that was the one that worried me. Yes. If they lost that one, I was like, okay. Right. I was thinking the same thing. Come on. Come on. I was like. Get this win. Up 3-0. That would have been. <sighs> I wouldn't have. Giannis would have been a difference. Like, the series would have been over because Giannis would have been a difference. But Kawhi still seems like that player, like I said about Kyrie. One day in the NBA a team is going to come down for 3-0. One day. Yeah. I just don't know when it's going to happen, but Kawhi just seemed like one of those people, even though I would have been sitting there like, oh, man, that's crazy. I probably, my, In my weird brain, I probably still would have been like Raptors in seven. I probably still would have said it. Right. And <laughs> I would have been probably crazy and everything else, but I'm happy they got that win. One thing I want to point out, too, I still stand by the fact that um, – that I would probably start Norman Powell in the uh, in the finals that they were to get there, but it's really really good to see Kyle Lowry. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. I'm gonna say break out of whatever playoff demons he had. Yeah. Because, like I said before, there are games to where Kyle Lowry has nine and nine, and those are 
like good games because he 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 does play the point guard position well. Let's let me not let me not act like he doesn't. There's, I agree. Yeah. I do I do know he's like he's hated on Twitter. Yeah. Like NBA Twitter hates him and they're like, oh we and I think it might be his height, it might be him choking in the playoffs or whatever the case may be. But Kyle Lowry is an NBA level point guard. He's actually really, really good at it. Even though I say that, Eric Bledsoe, who I've I've said plenty of times I've wanted on my team for a really, really long time. When he came out before the season started, I mean, before the series started, and said, and I think you can make a, a, a argument because Kyle Lowry has had consistent playoff success. Call it what you want. He has. Um, and he's had consistent numbers in a regular season at our all-star level. So I think when you couple those two things, maybe you have an argument for Hall of Famer. But I think Eric Blesso was doing two things when he said that before the series started. Number one. He was stroking the ego of, of uh, give me the name. I'm over here blanking. I'm talking about him. Kyle Lowry. Yes. He was uh, stroking the ego of Kyle Lowry at the same time. But at the oh, that's, that's one side of the coin. On the other side of the coin, he was like, so, yeah, after this series, when y'all see what I do to this Hall of Fame level point guard, yeah, look at me. So I think it was both reasons why he was doing it. But I think it could have worked to his detriment because that 30 in game one from Kyle Lowry. Right. I picked Toronto to win the series. I seen that 30 and was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, if he does that for them, right. I got Raptors you, in six. Yeah, that's what you need. So, I mean, I don't know. So, it's, especially to see them lose that game too, it was happy to see. I mean, I was happy to see Kyle Lowry have those moments where now I feel like because there was there were so many games where maybe it was LeBron maybe it was whatever there were so many games where it looked like just during the postseason you could see him thinking about it like he's literally thinking about it I think we've had the conversation about Clayton Kershaw before it's like yes. certain moments I feel like you're thinking about it yes you're thinking about it more than some of the fans are and it's like even the fans that want to like root for you they can see it on your face so they're like he's about to blow it yep he's ab- about to blow it absolutely he's about to blow it and Kyle Lowry had that for so long, and now I just don't know. Maybe, like I said, LeBron's out of the out of the East. Maybe there's a different rigor to him. Maybe it's them trading Demar, or maybe it's just he needed to go there that X amount of times for him to get that monkey off his back. But whatever it is, it seems like it's off. Yeah, I agree, and I am happy to see that as well. Lauren texts me. She said that Toronto won't win the East, and if they did, they wouldn't give the Warriors any trouble. She's a Warriors fan. But I am with her. I think the Bucks win. I think it's going to be Warriors and Bucks. It's what most people have been saying this whole season, right? And a little part of you really? has to want that. A little part of oh, you no. has to want I mean, that matchup. I'm a Giannis fan. So, I mean, seeing yes. Giannis do break records and do things of that nature, I think nobody said Milwaukee in the beginning of the year to win it all, period. But a lot of people say Giannis is the best player in the league before the year started. So to see him take that best of the year conversation in the beginning of the year and to flip that into a cha- a possible championship it would be yeah i would love to watch that story unfold but just to address lauren's point first of all <laughs> um i partially agree only in one degree and you're gonna know what i'm gonna say steph versus kyle lowry i don't think kyle wins any of those matchups any right. of those games even if it goes seven I think Steph has a better game seven times out of seven. Right. I just, I think it works out that way. But because of that, I would have you as a six man. (laughs) 
that's what I would do. So now Norman Powell is in his face. So great, Steph, you can have that seven out of seven um, better games than Norman Powell because he's only giving me eight points. But as opposed to you getting 33, now you have 19. Yeah. So it's a little different now. So, And then when we look at somebody like Pascal Siakam, we understand what Draymond is, and especially the fact that Draymond is playing at this particular level at the time that they need it most. Pascal Siakam is annoying. Like, he's a pest. So Draymond would have to chase him. And then let's say that you put – I'm not even going to say you put Iggy on him because you're probably going to put Iggy on Kawhi. Right. So if you put Iggy on Kawhi, Danny Green uh, is going to be guarded by Clay. I'm guessing. You can hide Steph on Norman Powell because Norman Powell is not necessarily an offensive threat. But now I'm going. I'm giving the ball to Norman Powell just to put Steph in positions where he could possibly foul or whatever the case may be. Steph is prone to foul trouble. Right. So who's left? Kevon Looney and Andrew Bogut. Mark Gasol is better than both of them. So are we sure that they won't give him a problem? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think the only position where you kind of look at it and you say, if Draymond neutralizes and completely takes out Pascal Siakam, Toronto has no shot. Right. But if Pascal Siakam is keeping Draymond away from being active in everybody else's matchup, are we sure that Norman Powell can't win his? Are we sure that Marcus Gasol can't win his? Are we sure that Kawhi can't win his? I think that's a great take, but Draymond is... Is a freak on defense. He is having a great postseason right now. You know what's funny? And I heard people talk about it before, and I've never seen Draymond like that up close, super up close in person. Um, but everybody likes to say that, like, they like to they, they like to joke on Draymond's, like, his body, like the way that he's shaped and just everything. When you see what Draymond could do on a basketball court, I don't even know. Like, I don't even have words for it. It's insane. Because some of the stuff that Draymond does, I'm seriously like, yo. <laughs> like, I can't do anything but laugh, and I'm just like, you're you're way too good on defense. And he's just got the the endurance. Yeah, that's what I'm he saying. He never gets tired. So whenever he's... people talk about his body, I'm like, I don't know, bro. And then he plays for 50 minutes. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. And he has five blocks and six steals, so I don't know what to say. That's and I've sat courtside at NBA games. And the one difference, like I tell everybody else, do I have friends that have talent levels and skill levels? Yes. Like, I think in terms of shooting, I have the, I think I have like some talent. Next level. Aside from the height aspect, much, much, much quicker. Like, and I'm telling you, like, you would think your fastest friend that you just have in, in your group of friends. No. Line them up next to the worst NBA prospect. And I say prospect. Not hanging with them. Not going to be able to. So I think NBA Twitter, like I said, is just it's one way viewing from the other side. Right. In terms of just looking at it. And it's like, oh, Draymond doesn't look like a typical basketball player. You can't score on him. Right. You want to know how I know that you can't? Some of these NBA players can't. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's where the conversation should that, end. Like, it. Draymond is... You can't do what he's doing. No, it's insane. Absolutely insane. Okay, so that's um, let's look at tomorrow's game really quick because mm -hmm. you need this. So I do. Uh, they are in Toronto still, yes. and the Bucks are favored minus two and a half. Hey now, um, 
what I will tell you. Do I have to? What did what did what say it again? So the Jeez. Raptors are actually getting two and a half. The Bucks are favored. They're minus two and a half. So it's not a because bad... of that. Yeah, now that because I'm not even gonna lie, I was after that game. The way the game three went, I could see Milwaukee coming out in almost a blitzkrieg. But the numbers make me happy because if I'm Nick Nurse, I show him that. Yeah. If I'm Nick Nurse, I show them that. It's, and I let them know, like, they think the series is over. Yeah. It's the underdog thing, like the, the Eagles. Yes, yes. They think the series is over. I'm literally walking in with the paper, like, they, I might walk in with 15 of them and hand them out. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Put them in your locker. Or maybe when you get in there, it's posted in your locker already. So you're taking We're at two. Home. You're taking yeah, I'm two taking Toronto half. now. Yeah. I'm taking Toronto right now. I hadn't made up my mind walking in here, but. Now that you give me the numbers, absolutely. And Nick, again, NBA Twitter, they they are dragging Nick Nurse, but they didn't say anything through the first two series. But anyway, but they're dragging Nick Nurse now. And I don't know how much he listens to the outside world or, again, how this would even reach him. Show them that. They are at home down 2-1. They win this series. Every, I mean, they win this game. Everybody's going to be like, oh, it's the best of three or whatever the case may be. Who's going to be the first to four? Now the conversation switches. That's true. That is very true. So I would walk in and show them that. They th- I would throw it right on right on Kawhi's chest. Here you go. They think it's over. Okay, so I need to check this, Lauren, if you're still listening. I'm pretty sure the total stayed under even with double overtime. She might have to let me know, yeah, though. I told you. So that is crazy. Eastern Conference basketball is amazing to watch. I really like Eastern Conference uh, basketball. So the total on that game is 216. Are you uh, – that split down the middle? 108? Um. Nah, it's under. Under? It's under. They're in Toronto. If they was in Milwaukee, maybe, but they're in Toronto. Okay. That pencil was hard. Can I have that? Right. So is that a no? Yeah, that's a no. Okay, well, I'll try it. <laughs> okay, it's twelve fifty. I think we're taking a break, or are we doing station identification? Oh, uh, taking a short break. Short break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Talk That Talk on ninety one point five, The Rebel HD two. We'll be right back. We got to talk about some baseball games that are on the board today, and some good games that happened this weekend. Don't go anywhere. To sleep, we'll start to walk. Before I know it, I'll be dropping her off at school beaming when she walks up to accept her diploma or holding back tears as she takes those big steps down the aisle but before she takes all those steps she and thousands like her will need you to take yours join march for babies to help make her steps possible start your team today at marchforbabies.org Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. Summer isn't fun when you're hungry. Give me a math quiz. I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I wish I was in school. If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. Together, we're feeding America. 
Contact 3 Square Food Bank at 702-644-3663. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Your friend is overdosing. She needs help. Your help. You need to call 911. In 2016, opiate overdoses claimed the lives of 408 Nevadans. Nevada passed the Good Samaritan Drug Overdose Act in 2015, so you can help without being afraid. The act provides certain protections for individuals who dial 911 seeking emergency help for themselves or another person experiencing an overdose. Most overdose deaths occur in the presence of others and can be prevented. Call 911 before it's too late. For more information on Nevada's Good Samaritan Drug Overdose Act, visit www.healthiernv.org. That's www.healthiernv.org. Don't be afraid to call 911. Sponsored by the Nevada Attorney General's Substance Abuse Working Group, aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and the station. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life and in every corner of America, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. The Army National Guard reacts to domestic operations in each of America's 54 states and territories, including Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Guam, and the District of Columbia. Each state National Guard's unique domestic role is to act as the first line of defense in support of civil authorities in their state. The Guard's emergency responses include search and rescue missions for floods, combating wildfires, hurricane and tornado recovery, and the presidential inauguration. The Army National Guard, we are always ready, we are always there. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Nevada Army National Guard, aired by the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. You're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2. I'm Alex White, here with my co-host, Chatterbox. You can follow us on social media at Talk That Talk LV on Instagram and Twitter, and follow our Facebook page, Talk That Talk Radio Show. Yes. Okay, so we just covered NBA. We got to get to NHL. Get mm-hmm. your take for that last game. But first, I got to hand you my phone because Lauren is blowing me up. She's got um, a debate with you about the Warriors. We have we got to figure out this phone call because this yeah, would be we got to work on this. If she could call in right now, they can definitely win the finals without KD. You're right. All right. So for the the Warriors have just too deep of a bench. <laughs> okay so for um ah, that's funny so for the Warriors having too deep of a bench I just want to break down a couple of different things about that bench <laughs> um I need the ages it, let, let's say Kevon Looney starts what's the average age of that bench I am going because Sean Livingston is a pro he's a, he's a professional he's been in the league I would want to say since 2006 maybe yeah I think it was around that time so at least 12 years on him. Andrew Bogut just got off of winning a championship in Australia. So he has another season on top of him. Andrew Bogut is not, doesn't have the freshest legs. Um, Quinn Cook is really, really good being a Duke product. How much He doesn't get as much burn as he should because um, he should have Sean Livingston's minutes. But I understand how beneficial it is to have a 6'7 point guard 
um, that can hit the mid-range jumper. But you look at somebody like Alfonso McKinney, if he he's he's good in in stretches and I'll say even portions for the uh, for the Warriors. But what happens when you put the ball in his hand and force him to beat you? So I don't know. If KD does not win, you have to put your five best players on the floor first. So let's say that first unit is Steph, Clay, Iggy, um, Draymond, Kevon Looney. Okay, so that's the mini death lineup in the words of Clay Thompson. So let's say that. Let's look at that bench. We're looking at. Sean Livingston. Okay, he is 33. Alfonso McKinney. Uh, I just saw him. Because even if you... He's, he's 26. Yeah, for sure. He's younger. Quinn Cook is younger as well. Because let's say even that you put Quinn Cook at the point, Sean Livingston at the two, Alfonso McKinney at the three, Jonas Jarepko at the four, and then Andrew Bogut at the five. Am I positive that Quinn Cook is better than Fred Van Vliet? I'm not. I'm not 100% sold. So... Sean Livingston with Norman Powell. Let's say Norman Powell doesn't start. Sean Livingston against Norman Powell. Norman Powell is younger. Norman Powell can jump higher. Norman Powell plays better defense. Norman Powell shoots three better. I might take Norman Powell. OG Ananobi should be back for the finals. So OG Ananobi at the three against Alfonso McKinney. They're both very, very young. I'm probably going to go Alfonso. I mean, probably going to go OG. OG can play better defense. I mean, he he he's a lockdown defender in terms of that. I think in comparison, I should say. If we look at the four, Jonas Jarepko against – I don't want to even say Sergi Bogut because that's the backup five, isn't it? So he's 32. Yeah, you're and Jonas is four. You're forgetting one. I mean, it's 32. Andre uh, Iguodala. Oh, no, if he's starting because okay, if KD's he's, not okay, there. There we go. So if he's not there and KD's starting, then – yeah, then Alfonso McKinney has to play that has to play that backup small forward. Like I said, then Jarepko. Um, I'm trying to think of who Toronto's backup four is. Um, wow, I'm not even sure that they really have one. Now that I think about it, so you would have to probably play Kawhi those minutes since so Kawhi sat out so many games in the regular season. Kawhi is going to probably be that constant burn with the uh, second unit swapping out him and Pascal. Right. But Sergi Baca is that five. I mean, I'm not 100% sure that their bench is better than Toronto. And we look at Toronto's bench as like, eh. But I'm not sure that Golden State is that much better than it, if it's better at all. Starters, we have, we can have a conversation about. Right. Yeah, Golden State is Golden State. But the bench? What about the Bucks? Their bench might be better than Golden State. Golden State doesn't have the best bench anymore. Like, the Clippers have a better bench than Golden State. They prove that. Yes, they, they got past Houston in six because Houston didn't have a bench. Yes, they're getting past um, Portland because even th- their bench is actually getting into the Warriors. Their bench is digging into the Warriors. Yeah, they are. They are making it a point that Damian Lillard, you're not going to beat us. That's why they're beating Portland. But their bench has gotten torn into two of these three series. In the finals, their bench is going to get thrown, going to get torn through again. It's just their starters are that much better than everybody else's starters. That's the only difference. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I said I felt like Toronto had a better shot. I, st- I shouldn't say still probably, but I said Toronto had a better start in fighting Milwaukee. That's neither here nor there. Let's go to hockey. Are we doing um, a show next Monday? Uh, it is yeah. Memorial Day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ain't that, we were in here last time too. We got a game that day though, don't we? 
Uh, I think Monday. I think it's Monday night. But I think as long as the game isn't at 12 p.m., yes, we okay. will be here. Okay. Lauren said she wants to uh, make a guest appearance. Come on down. Well, you want to – is your dad available now? Because it's summertime. That's a good question. 